0: Hi, I'm Nicole Ferraro, and this is The Divide, a podcast from Light Reading exploring the ongoing digital divide, why and where it still exists, and what needs to be done to get people everywhere connected to reliable, high-speed internet. Today, I'm joined by Craig Settles, a longtime broadband industry advocate and consultant. Craig and I catch up on the history of trying to solve the digital divide in the U.S. and why it hasn't exactly worked, and we get into the details of the $65 billion broadband bill and why getting the rules around implementation right is crucial if we're ever going to achieve universal access. Craig, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: And thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. So listen, you have been in the game for a while. So I'd love to get your sense on a couple of things to start off. First of all, we just passed the $65 billion broadband bill. Uh, President Biden has signed it. So I'm going to want to get your sense on that bill and um, how it's written and whether or not it uh, solves some of the problems that we've faced in the past with prior legislation to solve the digital divide. But let's start there, actually. Uh, can you talk me through um, what we've done so far in this country prior to passing this legislation and why it hasn't worked and what your thoughts are on the new legislation and whether it's going to solve those problems. Okay. Well, first
1: off, we have a problem of um, there's no competition. And many of these programs are structured in such a way that uh, it's very difficult to have uh, or formulate any kind of competition to the large incumbents and because of that uh there being a monopoly um in mm-hmm. every state regardless of how many people they roll out and say uh oh, you have a bunch of people here that are competing and it's, they're not competing right? right you have you have situations where 50 60 you know as much as Eighty-five percent of a market will be run by one particular um, company, and then everybody else gets the rest, right? right? So, and if you, and as long as you have that problem, you will not be able to really get um, lower prices or better equipment, and you will also not uh, address the issue of redlining, which is basically the incumbents maintaining their monopoly power. And at the same time, trying to squeeze every um, drop out of every piece of um, equipment, no matter how um, outdated it may be, right? Mm -hmm. So subsequently, even when we talk about subsidies, which has been a big part of like the Lifeline program and so forth, right? You're basically you're subsidizing people to have bad service because you're never going to get rid of the uh, the issue of the incumbents owning uh, equipment that they won't maintain in uh, poor communities and mm-hmm. so as a result of that you're just throwing away money on top of money to subsidize in urban areas what is um, you know, Poor equipment to begin with, right? But we have, mm-hmm. but we will have this mantra that we believe, which is false, that it's a you know predominantly a an affordability issue in the um, urban areas, and that's why you have um, all of this, um, you know, these subsidized in, subsidy programs that are. Um, <clears throat> subsidizing bad equipment. Now in the mm-hmm. rural area, their issue is more, there's just no accountability, right? There's so many billions of dollars that have been wasted, starting with the uh, broadband stimulus in no nine, to this day. And mm-hmm. it's still it, it's very hard to break out of that pattern. So you basically give a lot of money, you have Mediocre expectations. I mean, if you're basically being given uh five hundred million dollars to provide um service at ten uh, down and one up, you will you're basically uh, prolonging the mediocrity or just the bad um, uh, uh, attributes. Which are just killing the rural area, right? Right. And nothing has really changed mm. in either of those cases. So now we have sixty-five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Luckily, uh, you know, several billions of that. Will be used for digital inclusion training, uh, you know, all the things that help you be able to actually use the internet once you get the connection, right? right. So it's well past due, and it's now we're going to have it, which is good. But what we're going to still have, right? You have um, you have an issue of uh, the redlining. You have uh, the the poor equipment and you have the lack of accountability in the rural areas. And that is going to be, that's where the battle line is going to be drawn. Now, what has happened that helps it along um, is that we are trying to give more money uh, to co-ops, municipalities, uh, counties, Uh, the wireless uh, ISPs and the the local ISPs, right? Mm -hmm. That group of folks are getting more of the money than it has in the past, but it's still not enough to create the competitive environment that's needed in both rural and urban areas.
0: So what would that have looked like? Would that have been, you know, legislation saying we are designating X, you know, million or however much money it is to, to specifically municipal networks? Or how how could the legislation have been written differently to deal with that specific uh, They issue?
1: could have removed all of the state barriers in those states where like North Carolina, South Carolina, yeah. uh, Pennsylvania. um all of those need to go away, and right away, like I an example, as an example, in the broadband stimulus, um, uh, it, it, we're talking about seven billion dollars in nine in two thousand nine. Where okay. you're
0: talking about uh, under President Obama?
1: Yes, right. Okay. Um, and so uh, we had the rules, great. Um. And people, cities started lining up to uh, do broadband uh, where the the community has greater input, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: However, uh, in in Philadelphia, example, um, Comcast, oh, the the legislation allowed uh, incumbents to basically veto projects they didn't like. Right. And so when Philly came up and said, you know, we want to have this money go to these areas of the city and so forth and so on. Comcast, which is the predominant uh, carrier in all of Pennsylvania, basically said no. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't see anything in the in the um, in the legislation that curbs that the basically says, uh, anybody that has a plan and the, uh, and the community's endorsement, uh, those are the, those people should be able to get the money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in the rural areas, wireless ISPs are, um, discriminated, uh, with the rules. That for that governs several different programs, uh, broadband programs, that it basically um, <clears throat> it basically takes away the wireless ISPs. But those mm-hmm. are the community those are the community run private entities that uh, can move faster, more efficiently, and less expensively. Um, If they were just given, uh, access to the money now, Mm -hmm. now people also need need to understand in, there is the bill that was passed and that's fine. But then the rules, how that, that basically determine how these different dollars are being dispersed, right? That's being written now Mm -hmm. So that, and then that. That's where the where the um, the ability to make change happens or doesn't happen, right? Okay. Uh, and so people get lost in the the legislation, and then there are the rules, right? Mm-hmm. And the, right now, I've already seen articles that 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 say the large incumbents are trying to impact the rules that govern the disbursement. And that's see, where you okay. will have to see you will have to see uh, rules that basically say um, it's okay to overbuild because if you don't overbuild, right, that entrenches the incumbents and all of their monopoly power. So you've got mm. to allow uh, cities and uh, smaller providers to be able to build in those areas where there's need for broadband, right?
0: That's interesting about because I believe during her hearing um, recently, uh, Jessica Rosenworcel made a commitment to not overbuilding. So does that concern you? Yep, it does. Because
1: it's also okay. the, the, uh, the um, secretary of the um, Commerce Department had the same commentary, right? Mm. And it's like, you're screwing the communities before you even get started if that's right. your mindset if that is your mindset we are just doomed
0: mm-hmm. right
1: mm-hmm. so there has to be in that time between now and when the rules are finally done um that uh has to be addressed now when it goes to the states right the state's you know, if you if you handcuff the states, then again you're you're preventing competition uh, or the potential of it. If you say the cities can't, uh, the states can't do this, they can't do that, they can't support um, city municipal uh, broadband and so forth and so on, you're just you know. And so what will happen is when we're done, and we've given away all this money, right? There's going to be a lot of areas that just are not going to be helped. And that's the nature of the beast, right? When you look at the fact also that, um, you know, this money will be given out over a three, four year period, it is so hard to keep the pressure on a Congress where every two years you're changing a whole bunch of that right? And so as a result, as a result, people don't think about who gave, who received what money, what promises or what laws were enacted, what rules were enacted, right? You come four years down the pipe and, you know, there's even less accountability because there's less knowledge. Once you get to the six-year mark, right, no one's going to remember all this stuff. I mean, people... And and, and, that, and the incumbents use that to their favor. And this is how we continually get screwed where billions of dollars go out the door and there is just, you know, marginal accountability. Now, to, to reverse that, what would be actually help the situation is you, uh, you get rid of these state laws and restrictions. You open it up to whoever, uh, again, who can bring a proposal to an area that makes sense. Um, you, 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 have to have that, you, you have to have that, um, in order to, uh, to, to make any kind of headway, right. Uh, um, yeah. with the air, with the, with the urban area. I mean, it's just, it's crazy because the mindset is all wrong from the get-go, right? I mm-hmm. mean, look at we we did the um, the subsidy of $50 a person a month or a, a household, right? Yeah. Everybody was all a joy, overjoyed, but if you're really getting, you know, mediocre technology and infrastructure, that money just does is no, you know, it, it's limited value, right? The other yeah, thing absolutely. is you had the situation where <clears throat> um uh, the inc- incumbents could just basically say, "Okay, we're only going to use that or allow that subsidy to be used with our hundred dollars a month package."
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And so,
1: if you had a cheaper package in the first place, you think, oh, nothing really changes. I'm still going to have to pay, you know, that that you know, twenty or fifty dollars a month." Okay, because the subsidy, well, great. But once the subsidy is over, right, uh, you're now stuck with a higher bill because the incumbents have gained the system. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and people don't really see that. They see, oh, we got this money and we can do a lot with this money. And yes, that's true. Okay, someone who has, you know, no broadband, or mediocre broadband at least they have something right Right. but but ultimately when you look at the uh the effect and the impact and the long-term benefit and so forth a subsidy is a really poor way to solve a problem really Mm -hmm. one it's political right so Mm -hmm. if biden bops out of office right then the new the new person uh, can kill all of that,
0: yes. all of
1: that, right? Yeah. You know, it would be better to have figured out ways to build infrastructure on top of the city's fiber, right? To do maybe uh, fixed wireless. It's not ideal. It's not. I mean, it's good. It's it has it's it, it, you know shortcomings and so forth. But if I could take um, low income areas, take the, um, the city's fiber and lay on a layer of wireless, you know, high speed and do it in such a way that people really don't have to pay very much for that internet access. You have solved the the problem in urban areas much, much better then he just started giving a bunch of s- subsidies. Mm-hmm. He just can't. It just, just Good points.
0: I, I think you're making a lot of good points for why we shouldn't um, let incumbent telcos write so much legislation.
1: Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I almost forgot this is a family show. But <laughs> I absolutely...
0: Thank you again, Craig, for joining me. Thank you as well to our producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more episodes of The Divide, as well as interviews and insights from the Light Reading team. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.